I just had a few questions. What should I use for a username and password? I like oh. to use. <laughs> I like to use the same thing for everything. eBay, PayPal, <laughs> email. <laughs> Is that okay? We are recording and pay respects to the elders, past and present, of the Yagara and Terrible people. Sovereignty was never ceded. It never was. And this is Online Mole Patrol, ready for a stroll down internet memory lane. I'm Hacklock, a visual artist and chronically online older millennial. And I'm Brian Butts. One time I ate a sandwich out of a bin and now I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Perfectly qualified. Yeah. Remember my dad always used to say, ah, oh, drivers, they're getting their licenses out of Kellogg's packets. You're getting your lawyer's license out of the bin. No, that was a sandwich. Oh, sorry, sandwich. Yeah, no, sorry. So we're going to do a couple of things. Yeah, right? what are we doing today? Well, what will we do in segment one? You're up. Okay, I am looking at a something awful thread or Ooh. an event that happened on the Something Awful forums and then kind of spread beyond, got written up in... Slash dot and Metafilter and Gizmodo and then it sort of spread from there. Gizmodo, called... yeah, <sighs> remember Gizmodo? I remember. Uh, it's called the Power Book. All right, Power Book. I'm in. And then we're going to do a bracket battle. Bracket battle. And um, the bracket battle is Dolly Doctor. Oh, entries. Yeah. yeah. Um, which were kindly uh, provided by Al Maurice um, from my Facebook and my Rockstar team. Um, and then hyperlocal news, right? Yes. Finish off with some hyperlocal news. All the faves. Sounds like a good show. Yeah, cool. Let's jump in. Segment one. So today I'm going to be talking to you about the power book. What? <laughs> the power book. Is it ever power book? No, it's always power book. It's always power book. Does that ring any bells? No, I've never heard of this. Okay, do you know what a power book is? No. PowerBook is, uh, well, like, my laptop is a MacBook. A PowerBook is oh. an earlier version oh, right. of the Mac laptop. Okay, I'll allow it. So it was called a PowerBook. Um, and this story is a something awful forum story, <laughs> which there's definitely going to be a lot of these in the podcast uh, pantheon because I spent a lot of time because you, on Because you were there. Awful. Yeah. In what I think was its prime, but maybe I'm just saying that's because that's when I was there. Everybody always says that. <laughs> uh, it is well past it now, but this was... This so says you, old timer. Oh, yeah. I need my little walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> so this was posted in 2004, mm -hmm. and it kicks off with this post by a user called My Name is Jeff. Uh, it was titled, This guy is trying to rip me off on eBay. How should I respond to his email? <laughs> I'm selling an Apple G4 PowerBook for my friend on eBay. Here's the main part of the description. 
You are bidding on my 19-day-old G4 PowerBook. This was purchased for a project that fell through. When I tried to return it, I was informed of a 10-day limit for returns. Your new laptop comes with its original box, all of its documentation, all of its original accessories, and a Bluetooth mouse. Laptop details, blah, 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 blah. Free shipping, blah, 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 blah. Um, The next day, I get this. Hello, I am very interested in your unit. I would like to know your best price to buy it now and if you ship international. I'm in London, UK right now. I would also want to know the condition of the unit. Please let me know. I am very interested. Thank you in advance. (laughs) All this shit is in the auction description. I respond anyway. Basically tell him I will ship to London, but he'll have to pay for it. And I paste the auction info again and say buy it now is $2,100. The next day I get this little jewel of an email. Hello, I am very, very interested for this item and I am ready to pay you the best price, $2,100, overnight or two days shipping charges. UPS, DHL, FedEx or FedEx something parcel force. If we will use an escrow service to handle this transaction. As for the escrow service, I am already registered with HTTPS uh, colon slash slash www.set-ltd.net and my username is the same as my email address. I will pay the express shipping and also the escrow fee. The escrow service will release you the money as soon as I um, as soon as I will let them know that the item passed the inspection and is 100% okay. The escrow fee is on my charge, don't worry. Let me know if my offer is good enough for you. If it does, I will initiate the transaction with the escrow service as soon as I have your confirmation. If is okay, please register in order to make the deal and start the payment procedures. Hope that everything will be okay and close the deal in the best conditions. Kind regards. I will initiate the transaction. I will initiate the transaction upon inspection. That person's an evil villain already. Yes. So he says, I didn't even know how to reply. I was thinking of replying with one of the, he lists some other things and says maybe just writing fuck off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he asked for suggestions from the thread. Great. Okay. So just to give a bit of background for people who maybe don't know what an escrow service is. The idea of an escrow service is it's like a third party that you can use as a arbit- arbitrator. Um, so if you're sending a large amount of money for an item, you give it to the escrow service, holds onto it and says, yes, we definitely have this money. Send the object. You send the object, get the object, say, yeah, I got the object. And then they release the money. So it's like like uh, someone making sure that this thing works out. I okay. still don't like it. Hacklock in post here. I explained this poorly. You both send things to the escrow service. One guy sends the money to the service. The other guy sends the object to the service. And when the service is like, I've got both things, then it releases them to the other party. Badly explained. Sorry about that. Back to it. And I think it has other purposes like sending money overseas. It can be useful. Like It is a legitimate business escrow. I mean, I've heard the word before. Yes. But at this time... And also now, but particularly bad at this time, there was a lot of escrows being used as scams. <laughs> so, like, either the there would be, like, phishing emails and it would send you to what you thought was the official escrow site and you'd pop in all your details and all your bank details, but it was a fake site and it was just collecting all your information. Yep. Or it might be that the escrow site itself was fake and it was you were signing up to a site, but it was a fake site and, like... They were harvesting information. They were taking the money directly. Like, there was lots of ways that escrow could be 
fake. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be the real thing. So you need to be quite careful about it. And it was often being used with scams relating to eBay because of the selling of objects. Yes. Yes. So uh, these essay goons had a poke around on the site that he linked and they agree that it looks really dodgy. They start going through the code and they're finding all these problems. <laughs> um, like there's like a, a VeriSign, I think, is the service, which is supposed yes. to say, yes, we've we've yeah. looked at this and it's legitimate. And they've looked at the <laughs> VeriSign thing and gone, well, that's not right. So some of the, a couple of the it's replies. It's like a Vero sign. <laughs> um, anyone suggesting their own non-standard escrow service is probably ripping you off. And then he edits a bit later and says, definitely a fake. Look at the address for the VeriSign link. Someone else says, hmm, that escrow service doesn't look very legit. Check the VeriSign secured link. It's just a JavaScript pop-up, which pretends to be going to the VeriSign site. The actual page it displays is just set-ltd.net slash verisign.php. It looks hopelessly unprofessional and doesn't seem right anyway. Ask him if he will use a different service. That one is either fraudulent or it's just plain really shit. To something awful people, tech heads, they work out the site hosting, they work out the address of the person who owns the URL, um, they work out where this guy's from, where he works, his boss, they they find out all oh, this information wow. about this person <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. So initially Jeff is like, maybe I'll just email him with all this information you guys have done up. Um, <laughs> but then he decides to string him along instead. He says, I think I'll play along with the newbie eBayer who hardly knows how the internet works kind of thing. So he emails him back. Well, that sounds okay to me. I was able to log on to your internet website, which I must say looks very nice to me. I just had a few questions. What should I use for a username and password? I like to use... (laughs) I like to use the same thing for everything. eBay, PayPal, email. (laughs) Is that okay? Uh, in your FAQ, I noticed that you use the s-ltd.net services and it does not have to be an online purchase. But if it's not online, how do they get your to your website? Thank you, Jeff. Sorry, he plays dumb. Uh, and he gets a response, not really the response he was expecting, but it's basically saying, go to that website and sign up. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Um, he replies again, hello, I've just finished creating my account on the escrow site that you suggested. My escrow username is, my name is Jeff. Before we continue, I wanted to ask, do you know if this site has a strong digital defense? I read that escrow services who do not utilize a strong digital defense can often be attacked and the buyer or seller can lose money or their item. I really don't want this to happen. I'm sure you don't either. I don't mean to ask so many questions. As you can see, I am new at eBay. By doing it this way, will I get to skip the extra eBay fees? Question mark. That would be really great. I don't want to pay them extra money. What is the next step? I have never really used escrow. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Mm. We We get a reply. Hello, first of all, I want to tell you that you will not pay anything because I pay the escrow, UPS and other fees, okay? I started the transaction with, and he's got like a transaction number. Now please enter www.set-ltd.net, access your account with the username that you have, and if the transaction is okay with you, please accept it, okay? Once you do that, I will send the funds, $2,100, plus shipping, $180, okay? Please send the unit Express, UPS or FedEx. I will send them money and they will let you know as soon as they get the amount. Then you can send the unit at my address, okay? Do not worry. I know a lot of people that use this service and it is okay. Please let me know. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 
And Jeff comments, hmm, when working with an escrow company, don't you send them the item? It seems this guy is so excited he can't type correctly. For those of you interested, my secure and reliable escrow username and password, and he puts it up there, um, and you can go in and he can see the transactions. So, like, he's opening this up for all the goons to mm-hmm. totally pick over. Um, he says he can't find this guy's address anywhere, and he's like, surely that's something he should have provided to me. Next email, I will include these questions here. Okay, he replies. Hello, sir. Please let me thank you again for being so patient with me. It is too bad we are settling outside of eBay because I was going to leave you an excellent eBayer. And then he's written like six exclamation marks, a couple of number ones, A plus 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 plus, would sell to any time as review. I guess it is okay, though, because I would have to give them an extra $300 when the auction was over. I logged into your preferred escrow site and saw our transaction. I did not see any place to accept it, though. Did I just not see it? Sorry, I am new at this. Where do I say it's okay? Where on the site does it say where to ship it to? I am very eager to get this shipped so I can hurry up and start the process to get my money. Once I okay our transaction, does it tell me where to ship the laptop? I am very positive that you will be satisfied with the laptop. One other thing. You seem you seemed too confident about this escrow service that I think I'm going to use it. Oh, so confident. I'm going to use it for myself for my other transactions. Is that okay? I will be buying and selling other laptops and would like the security. Uh, and that's right. And a whole bunch of goons make fake things and put it up there. But anyway. So then the next thing he does is he reports this guy to eBay. <laughs> and he's like, giving them all the information, giving the stuff about the auctions, the emails, the evidence that they have. And he gets like a form email back from eBay, customer support, basically saying thank you for your concerns. Um, And then gives like a stock definition of what an escrow service is. Like this is what an escrow service is. And he's like, we know that. That's a fake escrow service. What are you doing? So then he doesn't have to wait long to get a reply from the scammer again. Okay, I talk with escrow services and now is okay he have a little problem with website. The money is sent express to escrow. Please email me when you receive this confirmation. Uh, Jeff says, it seems his money is on the way. I registered on the site with one of my Hotmail accounts, so I can't check the confirmation email until I get home from work in about two hours. Okay, so then he gets the email. Dear customer, your partner username, has completed the payment for transaction, transaction number. It says that he has sent 2,100 US dollars and 180 US dollars for shipping. Okay, the more this progresses, the more I realise how shitty he is at this. (laughs) (laughs) The money is sent express to escrow. Then I have this a few hours later. Maybe by express sent, he meant he opened a new Internet Explorer window and browsed to Yahoo. Uh, But wait, what is this sitting in my email inbox? Hello, I received the confirmation from escrow services about the money is received. Please send it as we agreed. FedEx, UPS or DHL, TNT Express. And please put a small value on the package so I will pay less taxes. <laughs> Here the duty taxes are 27.5% from the total amount wrote on the package. So please do your best to send it as a family gift and with a low value. This is my address. Let me list an address. Please email me when you will send the package and give me the tracking number. Regards. Is this that thing that scammers do where they try to compromise the target morally or legally so that the person feels more reluctant to report stuff? Like, oh, I lied about the value of the package and I said it was a gift for my family. Possibly. Will I go to jail? (laughs) But also, you do, like, 
if it's a $2,100 laptop, the taxes on that, like I'm sure that would qualify for a customs fee. Like it's probably over, you know, over a thousand pounds or whatever might be might be the limit. I just never buy anything of value, so I don't know about how tax works. I do remember that being a thing, sending stuff on eBay that when things are of a higher value, there is a chance that you, that there'll be a big duty tax for the people get receiving it and then they don't receive it until they pay the duty tax and it's a whole drama. Hey, I remember the first thing I ever bought online. What? It was some VHS porn. Oh my God. And because I didn't have a credit card, I had to go and get a, like a, a cash, like a, a money order. Oh my God. Yeah, and like post it. Whoa. And then what was the VHS? Um, I filthy beavers number seven. I think it was called when the boys are away, the girls will play number seven. <laughs> it was a seven, <laughs> and I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize that VHS tapes had regions. Oh no! So I never got to watch no. my porn. <laughs> I bet you can like download it now. Oh my in, like, god! Like two seconds flat. When the boys are away, the girls will play. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we do. What about it? <laughs> I went and bought the um, money order from the post office yeah. on the university <gasps> campus where I lived. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know what the first thing I bought online would have been. I only remember because I had to go to so much effort. I really, I really wanted that porn. I definitely went through a phase when eBay was sort of fairly new and I was discovering... The amounts of bizarre stuff that you could get on there. I bought a makeup thing that was this goo in a strange applicator where you applied it to the end of each eyelash like these tubing droplets of water or something so that you would look like angelic or something. I see. It looked wet. Because there's like tubing mascara is a thing, right? Where it like goes around the eyelash. Where you just pull it off. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah, not that. Like water droplets on your eyelash. It was supposed to look like a water droplet on the end of each eyelash. That would have been so annoying. Like, you would have been able to see it, right? The blobs? I don't remember being able to apply it Uh, um, sufficiently well. I really want to try that eyeliner that's magnetic. Have you seen those ads? (laughs) And you stick the eyelash on? Yeah, it's like the eyelash has little magnets on it. And the eyeliner must have iron in it or little metal bits in it, like really fine. So you apply a line of eyeliner... And then the magnetized uh, eyelash sticks to your eye. It just actually sounds like a really bad idea. Like I'm going <laughs> to cut the shit out of my eyeballs. It's and... Pro- and like if you got any of that eyeliner in your eye, yeah. surely that's bad. Oh, I'm trying to remember some of the weirdest stuff I bought in my like eBay frenzy. I did buy this like popcorn machine. <laughs> All right. So instead of it being like your standard popcorn machine where it's kind of like a little rectangle box and the popcorn like kind of pops out of a hole and then you catch it in a bowl underneath. This was like a really old popcorn machine. Oh, man. And it's shaped like upside down bowl, flat surface, upside down bowl. You take the bowl bit off and on the flat surface you put your popping corn right in the middle and um, you put the bowl thing on top. And at the top of the bowl there was also a little plastic receptacle where you would put butter and uh flavoring stuff okay so then you would plug it in and that bottom flat bit was a hot plate 
And yes. the popcorn would pop inside this upside down glass bowl and slowly fill up the space. And the heat would then also melt the butter at the top and it would dribble down over the popcorn. And then when it was ready, you basically flipped it upside down, took the hot plate off and you had a bowl of popcorn. No. <laughs> no, it's too much. Can't be real. Do you... It was super dangerous, but it looked amazing. Did this ever happen to you? You're in preschool and everybody has to sit in a circle and they put an electric fry pan in the middle of the circle oh my and God. put the oil in and then put the popping corn in with no lid over it. So the corn pops and like flies out at the small children. Oh my God, no. Can we please like do that at a party or something? <laughs> Wouldn't you end up with hot oil on you as well? No, maybe you don't put oil in. Oh, so you just have a hot plate. Yeah, you just chuck a corn in and then it flies out at the children. I still feel like there's a burning hazard involved there. Surely. I'm not sure you'd be allowed to do it now. No. What with the liability crisis that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back anyway, to it, was great. it was great fun. Um, and you should try it. I should try catching the popcorn? Do you have an electric fry pan? No. Me neither. We'll have to buy one. Okay. Pop right. shop. Sweet. So back to Jeff. <laughs> back to Jeff. Back to my name is Jeff. So after he gets this guy's address, he goes, hang on. I actually want to send him a box full of stuff. Oh, my God. You know what I love to send people in the mail? What? You send them a poo in the mail. <sighs> How many times have you sent someone a poo in the mail? I've never sent somebody a poo in the mail, but I really like to think about how I could if I wanted to. <laughs> okay. So the first thing he suggests perhaps sending is a jar of pee. So you're on the right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he yes. also says maybe some high quality photos of some of the sign images of pain or a pic of a girl shitting in the guy's mouth. Lots of gross stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, if you can think of anything better, let me know. Uh, <laughs> if you can think of anything better than a, than a girl of a shitting girl. in a guy's mouth, let me know. <laughs> Uh, and then he says, I can't think of any ways to draw this out any further. So I'm going to wait a while, see if I can think of anything, post your ideas here, and I'll report back with what I come up with. Just see if he wants to chat. Ask him if he's got any pets. <laughs> what are you into? What you doing right now? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> so the thread is now people are getting really excited. Um, somebody points out, holy shit, the next course of action is obvious. He said it himself. Put like $8,000 on his package and make the fucker pay two grand to pick it up. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, someone points out that sending pee in the mail is illegal. Uh. Uh, cause somebody had tried it before. <laughs> um, well, he said some, sending sperm in the mail is definitely illegal, so he thinks that sending pee would be illegal. And then someone sperm says, in the mail "What? Is definitely illegal." <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Is type it because it's law. a biological hazard? Perhaps. Maybe I, this is an America thing too. Okay. All right. Uh, and that someone says, "What about vomit?" <gasps> someone says, "What about bees?" I was thinking bees. Some kind of small, oh, what about a, an animal? What about a snake? And then you open the box and it goes. <laughs> Bites you. One of those jars with the spring snake in it. <laughs> Would you like a peanut? Uh, someone suggests sending just an Etch-a-Sketch. Then someone else is like, get someone in London to send him the package. That way we get a faster resolution to this situation. <gasps> but then everyone's like, no, no, no. He'll know because it won't go through customs. It'll, yeah. Like, yeah. All right, we have to do this properly. So he replies. 
Well, it looks like I'm ready to ship. I got my email from the escrow site too. I also have your email with your address on it, so I'll be sending your laptop today or the next day. I told my friend about you, and she said that she would like to sell you more if you were interested. Would you like to buy more of the ultra-powerful G4 PowerBooks? She has them at her work to sell because people only know how to use them for AOL Messenger (laughs) and Flash versions of Asteroid. So please respond as soon as you can. I would like to tell her that you would like to purchase more laptops. You seem pretty cool and trustworthy, so let me know (laughs) first. If you want more, send the money to to the escrow and let me know. Once I get the email and know that everything is set up, then I will send them all at the same time and save you money on shipping. Thanks again for all your help with the sale. I only wish I could leave you feedback on eBay because I wanted to leave excellent seller A++ for wow, look, or something like that. I think feedback is so cool. I like to come up with new and exciting ways to leave it. I was thinking, since you basically helped me save $250 from eBay fees, I wanted to share some of that with you. So go ahead and tell the digitally defended escrow site that I want to refund you $100 for helping me. They can do that, right? That is my gift to you. I eagerly await your response. Jeff. I think feedback's cool too. Yeah, so do I. (laughs) So he's like, yes, I definitely want to mail him something. I don't have a laptop to smash up, so I will construct one. Uh, crayons with a three-ring binder, glitter, failed, burnt CDs, whatever. He's also thinking of putting a printout of this thread in there. Pencil shavings. Like, yeah, he sort of has a few ideas of what to put in there. So is this person, is Jeff actually committing to spending 180 bucks on the shipping for the joke? Yes. I really respect that. Yep. He's committing to the bit. Yeah, yeah. You've got to commit to the bit. Um. So... Someone points out he's going to need to make the package weigh the same as the computer for it to seem legitimate. I love it when the hive mind just, like, really brings it. Yeah. So there's lots of good suggestions. Awesome. The ring, uh, three-ring binder, someone had already suggested that. Who was it? Eric Fate said, send a three-ring binder with a hand-drawn keyboard taped to the inside of the bottom flap and a screen taped to the inside of the top flap. Crayon preferred. And he obviously took that on board. Oh, I get it. The Etch-A-Sketch is a computer because yeah. it's got a screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the three-ring binder is better. Much better. Yeah. Um, so he says he will construct it as fast as he can. I'll post pictures. This will cost me money to send to London. So I propose after I complete the notebook, um, would you be willing to help pay for shipping? And everyone's Aww. like, now you're the scammer. But <laughs> people are like, oh, if we all throw in like a dollar, it'll be fine. We can cover it really easily. Because there's a lot of people watching the thread by yeah. now. Yeah. Now we have pictures. He builds it. <laughs> so that's the front. So it's hand drawn. It says power book. <laughs> There's a picture of an apple with a big bite taken out of it. Yeah, just like a on the front of a laptop. It's very convincing. Okay, so then Firewire. He's monitor. So it's it's like on the side. Yep. He's drawn in the bits where you would like ports. Yeah. Just drawn them in very haphazardly with marker. And um, the handwriting is, and I, I say this, I'm qualified to say this as somebody with very poor handwriting. The handwriting is not amazing. And my favorite part is that like Firewire has one exclamation mark. <laughs> He's written the word Firewire. He's written the word Firewire with one exclamation mark and a little port there. But Monitor next to the port has two exclamation Ooh, marks. Yeah. Very important. 
This is the Bluetooth mouse. <laughs> Bluetooth mouse. Um, it's a mouse. And then up the top, they've drawn in teeth and <laughs> coloured them in blue. Oh, get it? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, inside. <laughs> Inside the ring binder, and I'm guessing I'm looking at a sort of detail shot of the the monitor. Um, It says down the bottom, this is real. (laughs) But, oh, man. Okay. So the keyboard. Yep. Sorry, showing you these pictures kind of out of order. (laughs) The keyboard. It's like you've opened up a a ring binder and (laughs) on the back cover is this keyboard, right? But it's all of the keys from an actual keyboard just, like, glued on, (laughs) but very haphazardly. And um, my favourite bit here is that space is written on the space key with three exclamation marks. Space! (laughs) (laughs) And he's written keyboard. And um, I like that he's just written power. (laughs) And just a picture of the button. <laughs> okay. So on the bottom of the mouse as well, there's just written laser with two exclamation marks. <laughs> on like a piece of sticky tape. <laughs> um, so this, I suppose, is a detailed shot of what's been drawn up as the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so I can see like a menu that says file, edit, kitty porn, <laughs> Yams, clothes. So he has constructed a power book. <laughs> he oh, then he gets an email back from eBay, um, where someone has actually had a look at the at the messages that he sent, and said that the account that he'd been contacted through the recent bids placed with this account were the result of an unauthorized account takeover unfortunately we were not aware of this activity until sometime after the bids were placed and he's like since the account holder didn't initiate the sale the sale is void blah 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 but ebay looked into it it's a hacked account so then he gets another email from the scammer (laughs) jeff comments someone is a little anxious and the email says um, okay, what configuration have the Apple? Please send me today the package because I need soon. Please email me the track number. So he finds a way to get the package to weigh the same amount as the computer and he gets a quote for shipping. Because <laughs> it's just, just a three-ring binder. Fill up the package with rocks. <laughs> um, the goons all chip in some money. They threw, you know, a few dollars, two or three here or there, and they get enough money to be able to ship it um, quickly as well, like the fastest, because they're all, like, dying to see what happened. Yeah, I would pay $2 instead of one to find out quicker. <laughs> um, so he responds, another email, Hello, I am sorry for the delay. I was not able to send your new G4 PowerBook to you yesterday, but I am able to send it today. I'm going to be taking it down to the United States Post Office to FedEx it to you. I am told it will take two to three days. I apologise, but this is the fastest I can send. I will send another email with your tracking number when I get back. So now the goons have to wait and they're impatient. Um, (laughs) A user called Pipsky who lives in London and is nearby, he goes to the address that the (gasps) scammer, yeah, and does a little stakeout. And it turns out that it is a internet cafe slash barbershop. Can you do both things at the same time? Can someone cut my hair while I read? Oh, wait, when I go to the salon, somebody does cut my hair while I read the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's very much. I'm living my dream. <laughs> yeah. I think they just happen to be sharing this space. Okay. Um, it's a barber slash internet cafe. Lots of customers. None you'd buy a used car from. Few school kids. 
Uh, he emails the guy again and says, here's your tracking number, the package ID. The lady at the post office said the FedEx comes at 4 p.m. to take shipments, so in about two hours it will be scanned and you can start tracking it, blah, blah, blah. Also, the post office lady asked what it was and I didn't want to lie, so I said it was a laptop computer. When she said how much it was worth, I said, it is a family gift, but she said I couldn't do that. She said I had to tell her how much I paid for it. I didn't want to get in trouble for mail fraud or evading taxes or anything, so I told her $2,000. I'm sorry if that means you have to pay more. Since I screwed up, I will share the cost with you. Please let me know how much it was and just have the escrow service refund you half the amount. Can you do that? If not, I will gladly send you however much you spent on it. You can even have the escrow hold my payment until I send you money for what you pay. I hope this doesn't make you want to cancel, as I'm sure you've noticed, no one ever bid on it and it didn't sell. I really need the money, so I'm willing to work with you, however, to complete this transaction. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. So then he gets a reply. Okay, I will email you when it is received. Also, do you have any other laptops? I have a friend who is interested. Please let me know. And Jeff says, ha, 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 I bet you will. (laughs) (laughs) So Pipsky... Like, they're waiting. The goons are, like, restless. So <laughs> The goons the are goons. restless. Pipsky fully stakes out the place. He goes, he gets a haircut. Yeah, like, he fully goes. Oh, my God. And he's like, I don't think the barber is involved. He seems pretty fine. <laughs> the barber seems legit. Because they're like, oh, my God, it's the barber. Um, <laughs> there's some other guys that seem to work there. He's like, oh, maybe one of them. Yeah, like, he, they're get, getting their internet detectives on. All right. But they think it's probably someone who's just using the internet cafe and getting it sent there and then going to go pick it up. Yeah, cool. There's some problems in the postage. He sent me an email to say that he called FedEx and he has paid the taxes on his power book. <laughs> so it will be delivered Monday. But then it's not delivered because the phone number that the scammer gave him was fake and FedEx tried to call it and it was fake. So they didn't deliver it. Okay. So then... They have to give him, like, a message. The guy has to pay the taxes and then, do like, give them a proper number and then they'll have another go at delivering it and it just keeps getting delayed. And then FedEx just has this regular amount of delays because it's FedEx. Mm-hmm. And by this point, the goons are in a ferment. The thread They're turns, in a tizzy. They're in such a tizzy. The thread just falls to pieces. It becomes this big trolling flame fest. It derails itself. People are losing their minds waiting for it. The thread is now up to 70 pages. (laughs) So Jeff sets up a separate website and he compiles the story separately on powerbook.com. Oh, my God. People are watching the status updates of the package. They've all got to log in and they're all just checking it out and it gets closer and closer. Eventually it's released for delivery and they are just losing their minds. The time of justice is at hand was one of the posts I saw. Oh, my God. May 11th, 2004, arrived at FedEx destination location. So it has been delivered. And Jeff says, I'm actually really, really nervous. <laughs> when it was delivered. What if he gets mad at me? <laughs> a forum member arrives at the cafe and takes a seat <gasps> at about the time the package is <sighs> to arrive. The scammer opens the box and there are angry raised voices heard. The barber doesn't understand what's wrong and asks, is it broken? <laughs> Show me. That's about all he overhears. Oh. So after that, he sends another, Jeff sends another email. Hello, friend. 
It sure took a long time, but it got there. I was worried for a while. I thought I'd lost my power book for good in some kind of scam. I wish I didn't pay for such fast shipping now that I see how long FedEx takes. Please let me know when you are done checking everything and make sure it works. I packed it pretty well. I hope shipping didn't bang it up. You will see I included some extra books. I didn't really need them now that I got rid of the power book. Anyway... I still cannot log into the escrow site. Will payments still be sent, even though they are having connection problems? I realized I never gave my address or any bank account information for payment. If I were to give that to you, would you be able to get it to them so they can send payment? That would be great. I need this money to pay my rent. I am curious. What did you end up paying for the taxes? I wanted to know because I still want to refund you some of that money. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We are nearing the end here. Um, once the package arrives, he sent that email to him. He doesn't get a reply, but obviously the scammer has now realized he was scammed and he proceeds to send a DDoS attack to Harris's website. So to (laughs) Jeff's website. So powerbook.com gets a, what's it called? Something denial of service attack. Takes down the website. How rude. <laughs> he also emails He's him a virus. Mad. <laughs> it's a worm, so it mass oh, emails oh no. everyone in the affected address book. <laughs> you mad, bro? <laughs> um, and there are no further updates. So that's kind of the end. Like, that's it. So we never found out about the amount of tax. No, but he was pissed and he <laughs> tried to get his own little revenge. <laughs> And that's what the power book is. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wonder what he's doing right now. Jeff or the scammer? Both. I think Jeff's on Twitter, actually. Oh, what? Imagine (laughs) if it was today that this was going down. Like, there would be pictures with camera phone and shit. Like, there were people who were like... Phone camera? Camera phone? They were staking out the internet cafe. Someone went the morning it was to be delivered and checked the computers to see if they had key loggers on them. Like, they were fully going in on it. Yeah, the best we got was the overhearing the guy going, is it broken? (laughs) So good. I really like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, don't scam a scammer. Have you ever been scammed? Mm, Not seriously like that. I've definitely had, like, I used to have a little business where I was selling jewellery and I've had people who um, claimed to not receive items and then wanted their money back. And I'm like, it was delivered. I can see that it was delivered. Like, yeah, it was that kind of scamming. Um, I definitely think I ended up sending extra sets of things to people who probably already had it. Maybe there was some that they didn't, but there was definitely some that I think that just did scare me and I just was like, fuck I'll just send you the second one. What I found working for services where you send out high volumes Mm. of mail is that mail sort of does go missing with an amount of regularity, but it's not super regular. Yeah. There was definitely some that seemed dodgy and there was some that I think are legitimate. I've had things go missing that I've ordered. I've had things arrive and like the envelopes ripped and whatever was in there's fallen out. You know, stuff does go wrong. I um I always hate admitting this to you, um, but I ordered some lime crime <laughs> lipsticks one time. <laughs> My enemies. Yeah, right. And um, I'm certain it was delivered, but I think somebody took it from the front landing mm. at my house. Yeah, but that happens sent, too. Yeah, they sent me out. Like, I just messaged them and said, has it been delivered? You know. Yeah. It, it wasn't there. I want, you know, it's possible that somebody took it. 
And they just sent me the same lot again. That's really good. That is good service. Yeah. 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 I, thought I had a box of food taken once where oh. I got like, it wasn't hello, you know, just one of those like yeah. boxes of vegetables yeah. delivered. And um, unfortunately, my place is quite open to people walking past. Um, I have this, like, the seared in memory of, um, you know, like a little clip or a grab to before something goes to the ad break to try and entice you to watch the item later. And it was about how um, shopping centre car park's the most dangerous place in Australia. <laughs> always think of that when I go to a shopping centre car park. I doubt that very much. I'm pretty sure your own home is probably the most dangerous place for you to be. Yeah, that's where people perpetrate domestic violence against you. Yeah, and that's where you also, like, accidentally fall off a ladder and all Slip that kind of stuff. Yeah. See, actually, this is... um. At the risk of getting boring, it's like we've got this really fractured system to take care of people's needs when shit goes wrong. Mm. So it's like if you get fucked up at work, you got work cover. If you get fucked up at the shopping centre, you've got like public liability insurances to yeah. claim against. Um, there's a whole range of other scenarios outside of the home where if you get injured, there's an insurance policy that'll cover things so that you can have your shit taken care of. But if you just like slip and fall in the shower yeah. and hurt yourself seriously and can't work, then you've got nothing but the welfare system, which is, you know, increasingly hostile year by year, excepting perhaps for, you know, the introduction of the COVID, the coronavirus supplement. Yes, that was a strange exception to the trend. Well, I mean, if the number of people on unemployment benefits in Australia doubled very quickly. And so there's a range of people who would ordinarily be employed and consider themselves hardworking folks who, through no fault of their own, um, you know, economic factors, market factors, are unable to work. And I, th I think that it, it does. Mm. It serves somebody's interests to shield those people from the reality of there are the, plenty of the violence of our welfare yeah, system. Because there, there are plenty of people who are in the welfare system uh, pre-COVID, who also by no fault of their own had ended up there. I think people people want to work. People want to work. You talk to people, they want to work, but they want to have dignity. Yeah. And they want to have autonomy. Yeah. And they want to have safety. Yeah. And they want to have their needs met and they want to get respect. They want, like, decent working conditions. Yes, which they everyone should be entitled to. And there are segments of the labour market where, you know, if you're somebody who has any sort of limitation in terms of your level of cognitive skill or in terms of your physical capabilities and the range of jobs available to you are kind of sitting at the lower end of the labour market, get treated like shit. You get paid shit. Yeah. So, like, the people who are sitting down there and, you know, making choices between shitty jobs and... Um, the welfare system, those are still rational actors. Yeah. In, in as much as anybody's a rational actor. Yeah. Ugh, it's awful. Okay, let's get off that because it's very boring and I'll it's talk gonna, about it forever. It's so, going to make me sad. Um, yeah. What if we do a bracket battle? Let's do a bracket battle. Have you figured out what I'm doing the bracket battle on? No, I was very carefully not looking at what you were doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Beautiful. No, there's been some hints. I think there's been some, if you were inclined to try and figure out what it was, you probably could have. But... Uh. Oh, my button's popped open. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Are you trying to distract me from this battle? Are you trying yes. to get me flustered? <laughs> You've gone pink. <laughs> you have got flustered. Damn it. As pink as my shitty Kmart bra. Oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. Dolly Doctor. Mmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I gotta throw a big shout out to Al Maurice. Yeah, uh, who's from my 
Uh, I'm on the gentle listener. I am on uh, an adult rocker Stedford team. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) So I do the grown-up person's rocker Stedford. Yeah. Two years now, the inaugural and the follow-up. I got to see the most recent one and it was great. Yeah. It was tragic as hell, which was exactly what I wanted it to be. Joyful, (laughs) transcendent. I'm just talking about how it is for me. I don't care about the audience. Um, so somebody from my team yeah. did the shout out. And said, I used to party, go to parties with Alma Reese. Brisbane is very oh, small. Yes. Anyway, so shout out to Alma Reese. Yeah, she cooking. was. She had Dolly at home. And when I think about it. Of course she did. Of course she did. Yeah. Of course Alma Reese has all of. This is, that's her aesthetic. Uh, only person I know who perms her own hair. Wow. Looks amazing. It does. I didn't know yeah. she did it herself. Yeah. Cool. My anyway. mum used to get perms in the 80s. Oh, of course she did, Leslie, the cheeky devil. So fashionable. <laughs> and streaks? Uh, I had streaks. My dad took me to get streaks oh. when I was seven. Did you do the one where you had to wear a cap and they pulled yes. it through the cap? It looks so painful. It is. Oh. And um, I think that maybe like the formulation of bleaches that you use on hair have changed over the years because I can remember the smell was so strong that I had to hold like a towel in front of my face. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the chemicals aren't as um, damaging as they used to be. I, I had brown, mousy brown hair and I wanted it to be blonde or black. I did not want the hair that I had. Yeah. And I must have been on about it all the fucking time. And dad said, let's get you streaks. I think because he understood that it would look more natural. Um. And I must have just been on about it so much that we went and got me streaks when I was seven. <laughs> I said something about this one time and dad said, oh, well, that was your idea. And I was like, I was seven years old, dude. I didn't know what streaks were. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking- How did it look? okay so it's just some blonde streaks Mm. right but we got to the house and I knocked on the door and mum opened the door and I said do you know who I am (laughs) was she shocked spoiler she knew who I was (laughs) you had not transformed as much as you thought Uh, no I had not. Let's dive on in. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do this Dolly Doctor. I've randomized the sample. I'm thinking I'll read you out the question. And if you inquire, I will read you out the answer also. Okay. But obviously the one that wins will read the whole thing out. Frequent sex. (laughs) I've been having sex four nights a week for three months now. Lucky devil. (laughs) Consequently, (laughs) a child didn't write this. (laughs) This is how I write shit. You just know that it was people who worked at Dolly that wrote a bunch of these. Consequently, my vagina has become very sore, and every time I insert a tampon, it falls straight out. What? I am too frightened to see a doctor. Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> Sandy, yeah. That badge is feeling a bit Sandy at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> Versus late developer. <laughs> I'm 14 and I haven't started developing yet. I feel left out and can't wait much longer. Could you please give me an idea of how much longer I will have to wait? Gwendolyn. Oh, Gwendolyn. Uh, (laughs) Which one? Definitely the Sandy badge. (laughs) See you, Gwendolyn. Good luck to you. Okay. Heavy flow. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you have a wide set vagina? <laughs> a classic. In my mind, there's some classic Dolly Doctor inquiries. Yeah. And Heavy Flow is one of them. Mm-hmm. Heavy Flow. I'm 13 and have had periods since I was eight. You poor thing. Ugh. After the first year, the flow became heavier and I now use 10 pads a day. Holy shit. Do you think a tampon would help? Oh my god! My friends laugh at me because it soaks through my uniform without me knowing. Kirsty, have you ever had that happen? Uh, yeah, one time at school. Yeah, and um, somebody told me, and I thanked them, and I went and sorted it out, and then I came back. It was it was like a a boy, a year above me, almost certain he was a queer man. Um. And he, I came back after I just sort of, you know, washed it off my skirt in the bathroom and he said, aren't you ashamed? Oh my God, dude. Or maybe he was more curious. Maybe it was like, are you ashamed? Aren't yeah. you ashamed? Or it didn't feel heavy when he asked it. And uh, I said, no, not really. You know, it's a natural thing. Mm. It happens. Which is... I think reasonably chill of me for 14-year-old me. Yeah. That's when you feel shame is the worst thing that can possibly happen to you. I think maybe because I didn't mind this dude. He was in the same house group as me at school. And um, I think because I'd already clocked him as queer, I just sort of didn't give a shit on that level. (laughs) I don't mind grossing you out. Yeah. It doesn't affect you at all. (laughs) Which is kind of nice in a relationship, I think. Yeah. Um, It definitely, it happened to me. I hope you're all right, James. I hope you're doing well. (laughs) Happy COVID. But um, our uniforms were quite dark colored. So thankfully it wasn't really visible on the uniform. But I realized when I stood up and I could see um, something on the chair. Oh, fuck. Uh, So I had to like, yeah. But I also, at that point, I think I I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, I went to an all girls school, so it wasn't quite so bad. But I still felt gross. Like I'd done this horrible, this, I'd let this horrible thing happen. I know this is really weird, but. Now, like this year, mm. even routinely, like every other month, I think to myself, you're doing such a great job at this these days. <laughs> You've really figured it out. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. It's still a disaster for me every time. And I also have that thing where I go, why is everything so hard and bad? And why am I? So- oh, my period's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel that. If I'm having a really tough day, I go, oh, Better check the moon app. Is it the full moon? No. I'll check my foot. I'll check my period tracking app. So heavy flow versus fainting. Recently, a group of friends and I made ourselves faint. We did it by hyperventilating and then holding our breath. Is it dangerous? Rebecca. Oh my God. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Uh, when Ten you can't a day. buy drugs yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> or spitting around in circles. Oh, we'd spin around in a circle and then like down. Oh yeah, and we then would up like again. duck down and then jump up really quickly and then yeah. hold your breath and then oh, I forget what it was. But there was something <laughs> where you were like, you would be down low and you would jump up and you would like cross your arms and if you fainted, <laughs> you needed someone stand like people around you to catch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a whole protocol. Oh yeah, yeah. Rules. Um, hmm. I ten. mean, ten pads a day is a lot. It is. I think they're going to say go to a doctor, probably. The fainting, I'm interested in the fainting more. Okay. I want to know what they say. Yeah, 
I love how this is like not digital. This is very analog. I really, I really like the like the tactile nature. Pulling it out, actually printing them out and folding them up. Even though this is an internet podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could take it analog. All right, fine. Sex drive. Is it true that men feel the need to have sexual intercourse more often than women? Is it also true that men enjoy having sexual intercourse more than women? J.M. Yeah, all right. I'm not saying yeah to any of those things, but okay. Versus. Yep. Aging skin. Oh, no. I'm 19 years old and I've got wrinkles around my eyes. When I was young, I used to get sunburnt a lot. Could this be the cause? I've heard that wrinkle creams don't work, but that something called Retin-A does. Nicole. It seems like a very recent one. Uh, They're surely not. <laughs> were they using Retin-A's? I guess they were probably back then. Um, uh, let's go the male sex drive. Yeah. That cool. sounds more fun. Good. Answer, yes, use Retin-A's. <laughs> <laughs> That was basically it. Mm. Okay. Contraception. I have been going with a guy for 11 months. I've been going with him. This is like a ni- one from the 1950s. Uh, it, at the end, maybe I'll jump into my phone and I'll tell you that like um, oh, Armory sent me the front covers and the spines <gasps> of them as well. So I can wow. tell you like when all of the issues are from. Brilliant. I have been going with a guy for 11 months. <laughs> The last time we had sex, we didn't use contraception because we hadn't planned it. Oh, too horny. Horny, horny, horny. (laughs) Now I'm pregnant. Ah! We have both agreed that I should have an abortion, but I know nothing about the operation. What will happen to me? I'm very young. How much will an abortion cost? Where can I get one done? And do I need my parents' consent? Jane. Oh, boy. Honey. Honey. Yeah. Versus... No orgasms. My boyfriend and I love each other very much. But we've been together for a year and I've never had an orgasm. It's really depressing me. We talk about it a lot, but we're not getting anywhere. Oh, no. Danielle. I mean, they're both kind of sad. Yeah, they're both tra- modern tragedies. Yes. Um, I'd be interested what the dolly, how the dolly doctor handled the pregnancy one. How they responded yeah, cool. to that one. Yep. So let's go with that. Um, I mean, I can read it out to you in either case. Yeah. I don't want it to win just because you want to know. Okay. All right. And actually, I was thinking that it would be like a cool one to read out because I think that the answer is pretty cool. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, VD. My boyfriend and I had been having sex for a month when he told me he may have VD. I have since broken up with him and I want to know the symptoms of VD. <laughs> Josie. Venereal disease. VD. Do you remember on Friends when Joey became the face of VD? I'd forgotten that. (laughs) What an honour. Pain and discharge. For the past three months, there's always a discharge question. So much discharge. For the past three months, I've been experiencing sharp pains during sex. I have a heavy discharge. And I'm getting periods every 10 to 15 days. Joanne, VD, discharge and a million periods. <laughs> um, VD. 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 I do. 
before I toss out pain and discharge, I wanted to read you the answer. Okay. Um, these symptoms could be caused by a number of things. I think you should see a doctor as soon as you can, as it is very likely you have an infection, mm. possibly chlamydia, a fairly new genital or pelvic infection. It can be treated with antibiotics. If left, your problem could become worse and possibly lead to infertility. Please seek medical advice soon. Yes. Good advice. Not wrong. Get Chlamydia and you. That's yeah. new at that stage, really. Yeah. Uh, I was a little confused by that. Maybe it was a new name for something that already existed. Uh, look, if any sexual health specialists are listening, maybe they can write in. Yeah, good point. I thought it had been around quite a long time, but maybe not. Isn't chlamydia the clap? Yes. It's been around forever. Wait, is it the clap? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been around for as long as the Navy has. <laughs> ACDC have a song about it. <laughs> and ACDC have been touring for 72 years. Yes. Hacklock here in post. Sorry, totally got this one wrong. The clap uh, actually refers to gonorrhea, not chlamydia. Sometimes people get it confused because they both start with the letter C. Obviously I did, but the clap is gonorrhea. Apparently sometimes chlamydia is called the clam. Am I harming myself? <laughs> are you just asking me that generally or is that the dolly question no i don't have to ask that i already know i am but anyway back to the dolly question mm -hmm. am i harming myself i'm a 16 year old guy who masturbates about four times a day i can't stop myself i worry that i may be causing myself damage if i am how can i stop matthew <laughs> oh god versus versus lump <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> Is that the whole thing? No! <laughs> Have I told you? Please help me. <laughs> Please help me. Have I told you about? We were at the pub the other day. We were talking about like how do you approach job interviews, <laughs> and what I was advocating for or recommending was you get to the interview and you reach out and you hold hold the interviewer's hand with two of your hands and you look into their eyes and you go please i need this oh, no. <laughs> i've been employing that strategy for years and i can tell you it doesn't work <laughs> Somebody needs to tell my employment service provider. <laughs> okay. Lump. Please help me. For about six months, my urine has been lumpy and flaky. Your urine? How? What? How? I don't understand. There's more. Oh. Recently, mm. I noticed a soft lump of skin. Growing from the outside of my bottom. Growing from the inside of my bottom to the outside. It's about the size of a green pea. I'm really worried and scared. A nice guy that I work with has asked me out a few times, but I always turn him down because I think of the lump. Oh. Lynn. Go to a doctor! <laughs> <laughs> Show a doctor that lump, Lynn. Yeah. She's probably just got a little cyst or something. Okay. Lump versus am I harming myself with lots of masturbation? Um, how is a urine flaky? <laughs> I just can't, I can't, 
conceptualize this. Tough. They're both good. It's true. Um, I'm going to flip something. <laughs> yeah. It has a magnet on it. That won't work. <laughs> what about a bottle cap? Yeah, that's what the yeah, bottle all right, cap. All right. All right. So um, the top of the bottle cap is wanking and the underneath <laughs> of the bottle cap is lump. Lump. Okay. Top. Wanking. Wanking. All right. I did that very poorly. Luckily, you couldn't see it. Uh, you caught it. Yeah, I did. Better than I would do. Especially because it would get bounced off the roof. I used to hide in the library during sports. Is that a question? Is no. that a, Is that a Dolly Doctor question? No, or is no, that just That's you? just me saying that I oh, can't okay. catch a thing that I throw in the air myself. Like this. <laughs> uh, gentle listener, please know <laughs> that um, Hacklock threw a bottle cap at me and it hit me. In the boob. No, that was my tummy. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I think we're... Okay, I picked this one up earlier. I think we're ready for it. Sauna and spa. We go to a sauna and spa about once a week. We have heard the sauna tones muscles and the spa is very good for skin. Could you give us some information on the positive and negative effects of sauna and spa? B and B. Do B and B own a fucking spa? <laughs> is this like roach marketing? You've decided this is a, a an attempt at viral marketing. Yes, maybe scars. Oh. I have got some very embarrassing scars on my body. Recently, I used a hair removing cream on my upper lip. It burnt my lip and blistered, Ooh. leaving reddish brown marks, which haven't gone away. I'm always being teased about having a mo. I have some other bad scars on my legs where some sports briefs elastic has cut into them. Maybe sunlight would lighten the scars. Makeup? I would like to be a model and feel this is a major setback. Daryl. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. Daryl um, can be a girl's name. Can it? Daryl Hannah. Yeah. yeah, you bitch. <laughs> and I, you know, I shouldn't Boys be making can be any models. assumptions. Um, use some vitamin E cream. Um, <laughs> dang. I just really liked how that whole thing was wrapped up with, I would like to be a model. <laughs> now I'll never be a teen model. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm never going to be a teen model. Buddy, you're never going to be a teen model. <sighs> you're never going to be a hacker. You're never going to be a teen model. Fuck. <laughs> Am I going to make it to the Olympics? It's plenty of time. Yeah. Plenty of time. I can catch up on all that high school sport I missed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And primary school sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Scars versus sauna and spa. Um... I feel like the sauna and spa answer is just going to be an ad for saunas and spas. So I'm going to go with the scars. Scar. Bladder. I am 14 and have a problem with my bladder. Ever since I can remember, I have wet my pants when I laugh. My family says I'm lazy and disgusting. Oh. But I can't help it. Natalie. You need to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. Or condoms. <laughs> I am 15 and have been going out with my boyfriend for three months. 
We started to have sex using condoms because I'm too young to go on the pill without my parents' consent. I'm scared that one of the condoms might have a hole in it. Worried. Uh, lazy and disgusting bladder. Yeah. Versus 15-year-old condoms. Let's go the bladder. Bladder. There's a lot to be said about the family's reaction to that one. Sure is. Vagina. 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 I'm 18, and every time I try to have sex, it hurts because my vagina seems to be too small for my boyfriend's penis. Penis. Can I enlarge my vagina? <laughs> Anonymous. Oh, buddy, can you? <laughs> And how? <laughs> masturbation. I've heard that masturbation is normal, but I'm 16 and I can't stand the thought of it. I can only just bear inserting tampons. I've heard that if you don't masturbate, it's hard to enjoy sex the first time. Is it normal for me to feel this way? Will I have an orgasm when I have sex? Tony. Oh, Tony. All right, so it was orgasm versus... Who gives a shit if you enjoy sex the first time? you got like a million times after that. <laughs> the first time's scary because you don't know what it's going to be like. I'm worried that I won't enjoy it the first time. Worry about the second time and the third time, Yeah, Tony. This, all this romanticization about the first time. It has to be the best time. Oh. Was your first time the best time? No, I did it in a tent and the condom came off. Oh, and I think their leg was hooked into the side of the tent and the tent was moving and like everybody knew what was going on. No. And so my friend's parent who was around kind of proximal to the campsite and vaguely supervising found out. Oh no. And so I had to go to the GP on Stradbroke Island to get the morning after pill. Whoa, that's pretty <laughs> brutal for a first time. Oh. Uh, mine was in a, oh, well, my first time with a boy was in like um, a room I'd moved out of. <laughs> but so like there was nothing in there except a mattress, basically, because everything had already been moved out of the room. I'm just staying there for one night. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, okay, so crashing there just for the one night, uh -huh. um, it was pretty average, whatever. Uh, I didn't tell them that it was the first time, um, but then we passed out and slept there. But because I had technically moved out of the room, a cleaner walked in in the morning. Oh. <laughs> And uh, we had no clothes on. <laughs> Very embarrassing. So, so masturbation versus vagina. Who uh, will win? Uh, vagina. All right. All right. Mix these up. Get back in. All righty. Round two. All right. All right. Scars. Mm -hmm. I'll never be a model. Versus... Sex drive, is it true that men feel the need to have sexual intercourse more often than women? Oh, okay, how about scars? Scars? Okay. No, I've changed my mind. <laughs> Male sex drive. Male sex drive. Yeah. All right. 
fainting. Oh. Versus vagina enlargement. <laughs> oh, fainting. fainting. You want to know about fainting more than you want to know about the enlarged vagina. I think I already know the answer to the enlarged vagina. Okay. But I guess, you know, how the dolly doctor handles it is yeah, interesting true. regardless. Right. Maybe you and I have different criteria for how we think we would choose this stuff too. It's like you want to know the answer. Yeah. And I already know all of them. So you know what's going to be the funnier result. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I don't know. I just think it's funnier. Bladder versus... Am I harming myself with all the wanking I'm doing? <laughs> uh, I want to know about that flaky piss. No, no, this is um lazy, disgusting bladder. Oh, right. Versus I wank four times a day. Okay. Um, let's go the lazy, disgusting bladder. Lazy, disgusting bladder. I hope she's doing okay. Contraception. I have been going with a guy for 11 months. Now I'm pregnant. Oh, versus frequent sex. I've been having sex four nights a week for three months. The idea of the tampon just falling out of the vagina is uh, interesting to me. Yep, go with that one. Yes. If we're tossing out contraception, I do want to read you the answer that they gave about this young person making inquiries about an abortion. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so... Just to recap, mm -hmm. um, I've been going with a guy for 11 months. The last time we had sex, we didn't use contraception because we hadn't planned it. Now I'm pregnant. We have both agreed that I should have an abortion, but I know nothing about the operation. What will happen to me? I'm very young. How much will an abortion cost? Where can I get one done? And do I need my parents' consent? And Dolly Doctor writes, I can understand your anxiety. It's really bad luck. You are fortunate to live in New South Wales where there are termination clinics. You can go directly to a clinic or be referred by your doctor or family planning clinic. An abortion or termination of pregnancy is a simple operation which doesn't take long. You will be at the clinic for about half a day. The operation is usually done with a local anaesthetic, injections to deaden the pain, so you, so you remain awake. A counsellor will explain the operation and talk to you about your fears and anxieties. After Medicare rebates, you may have to pay $50 to $100, depending on the clinic. In New South Wales, as in most Australian states, um, you do not need your parents' consent for any medical treatment from age 14. The law isn't completely clear, but there shouldn't be any problem. It's a very good, very sensible answer. I really liked that answer. Mm. Yeah. So, now... Coming back around. Um, and this is like pre-internet, really. Yeah, this is... These are pretty early. Yeah, so this yeah. is like... At the same time that I'm like, oh, everyone should know this. Sex education is poor. People, Women aren't taught about their own bodies, especially at a lot of schools, especially religious schools. I don't recall a lot of information about, like, the practicalities of obtaining an abortion. Yeah, definitely not. I, I was an adult. I was in my first job when I first found out that in Queensland... I, I think I sort of understood um, that as a matter of law you tended to need to establish that there was a medical reason to obtain an abortion in Queensland under the previous set of laws that we had before yeah. we had legalisation recently or that you needed to establish that there was substantial risk um, mentally or physically to uh, the person carrying the mm -hmm. child. And so I, t I had been carrying this idea with me that if you met those thresholds, that the procedure would be covered by Medicare and you wouldn't have to pay anything. Oh, no. Um and then I had some professional experiences, um, which demonstrated to me that that belief was very much incorrect and depressingly so. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I tend to work with people who don't have a lot of money. And I think the person I was working with, it was like, it was going to cost a thousand. And I think one of those support organizations was going to chip in some of the money, mm. um, but they couldn't do it all. And so that person was needing to get money. And, th- and the longer that you wait, the more expensive it is. Yeah. And the further you have to travel, the more expensive it can be. Like if you're not in a major city. Oh yeah. Like women, th- when I was living in Cairns, um, I had a bit of involvement with um, some of the community kind of lobbying around legalization and yeah, it's just, yeah, really cooked that. But the experience of women living in the city versus women like living in proper regional sort of areas. Yeah. is just So different. Thankfully, it is now legal in Queensland to get an abortion. Do you remember the case that kicked it all off? There was a couple of pretty nasty ones. There was, um, I think they referred to the young person as Q. Maybe. Uh, they were referred to by a letter and they were 12 and they were in the child safety system That's in Rockhampton. Right. And nobody was willing to like perform like a procedure or, or assist with an abortion through the healthcare system. And so an application had to be made to the Supreme Court to get orders saying, one, that this 12-year-old was able to consent to the treatment and two, that like an order saying that it was lawful for it to be conducted. Mm. And so like it's all of this time, like it doesn't happen quickly. And then also this young person having to move through all of these formal systems and tell this story again and again. Awful. Awful. Yeah. And then Rob Pine in Cairns started stirring up some stuff. But I think that it was um, a few women clinicians in Cairns who seem to really be at the front of driving this thing forward as well. I mean, there's been campaigns going on in Queensland for literally decades, for a really long time. I remember like 2010, but like turning up to a conference for... Mm. Like, uh, there's been community a few, legal services where there was some discussion around it back then. There's been a few attempted votes as well in the past that um, were unsuccessful to try and change the legislation. Um, Do you remember when there was, like, a legalisation demonstration, like a march or something, mm. and Labor was in power and Labor, like, turned up to it? Yes! <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that. Fucking... <laughs> I think, you know, I'm friends with some people who are pretty committed Labour-flavoured people and somebody was saying that they didn't have enough seats to get it through. Mm. But I was like, (laughs) I don't know. You could just do it. (laughs) I think they were saying that they couldn't just do it, but... There's been opportunities in the past where they could have just done it. Surely. Chose not to. Repeatedly. Yes. I had a bit of involvement in the campaign only only a small amount and that I contributed artwork to the campaigns and to the cool. um, Protest Queensland group and stuff, which was really cool. So I got to go along to a lot of events uh, after after they got it through. Though, even though the rules have changed, it still costs a fortune for someone in a rural area to get treatment. If someone's in a DV situation to get treatment, they need help. Like, it's Chuck still... it on after pay, mate. <laughs> it's still really difficult and really yeah. expensive, yeah. but at least it's legal. Ugh. Anyway. Actually, it was kind of interesting to be in Cairns when that campaign was happening because do you remember the case where they imported the abortion pill? Yes. That was Cairns. 
That's right. Because I, I think, and they charged them, didn't they? Well, I think what had happened was that they were coming and doing a raid for unrelated reasons. Like, I think that they thought that they had other drugs. And I don't know what background there was yeah. around that. I wasn't living in Cairns at the time. Are you 486? Is that yes. what it was? Yeah. Are you 486? No. But they'd found the box or something? Yeah, they found the, the garbage The bin? tablet container or yeah. something in the bin. So then they charged them with that, which really sort of smacked to me of this frustration on the part of the police that they'd gone to the effort of obtaining a warrant to do a raid, mm. presumably for some other like yeah, so we've got a, a... illicit drug-related reason and then they find this. It's the only thing they find and so they proceed with a prosecution in relation to that. Yeah. They had to justify the raid somehow. Yeah, like they're feeling embarrassed or... It's just pretty annoying how often you see the police act in that way. Yes. Yeah. Fucking cook. Like, fuck off. Mm. <laughs> let me have an ab- <laughs> let me let have me abortion in let peace. Let me abort in peace. <laughs> Can you come back tomorrow? <laughs> um, okay. Okay. VD. Yes. Versus fainting. Oh, fainting's really good. You want fainting. Um, hang on. No, you're allowed to want fainting, yeah. Like, VD, she just says, like, it doesn't matter if you think you've got symptoms or not. Go to Yeah, just go and get tested, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sex drive versus bladder. Lazy, disgusting bladder. Bladder. Lazy, disgusting bladder. Bladder. Okay, so sex drive, I am going to read it out. Okay. Um, is it true that men feel the need to have sexual intercourse more no, often than women? Definitely not. They've never wanted to have sex before. <laughs> I have known many men and none of them have ever wanted to have sex. <laughs> Is it also true that men enjoy having sexual intercourse more than women? I think uh, with the amount of horny women I know, <laughs> I think it's about on par. I suspect that neither of these statements is true, writes Dolly Doctor. But in our society, it's been more or less accepted for a long time that sex was for the pleasure of men and somehow needed by them, but not by women. If women enjoyed it, they kept quiet about it. Over the last 20 to 30 years, women have been asking a lot of questions about the role of sex in their lives. It is now accepted that women do have an instinctive sex drive and that sexual desire and enjoyment of intercourse seems to be no less than that of men. I think that the important result of this knowledge is that women can do what they feel like sexually and not what men tell them they should do to please or meet the needs of their men. Fair. Good reply. Yeah, I liked it. Mm. <laughs> Fainting versus bladder. Dang. Bladder. Bladder. Yeah. You really want to know the answer to fainting, I think. Yeah, I do. And it's worthwhile. Okay. Okay. Recently, a group of friends and I made ourselves faint. We did it by hyperventilating and then holding our breath. Is it dangerous? Oh, my God. Rebecca. As far as I know, this doesn't cause long-term brain damage. Some children do this when throwing tantrums and they seem to survive. (laughs) Whether or not it causes damage to individual brain cells, I can't say. (laughs) If any of you have a mild fit instead of just fainting, and breath holding can do this, you may be at risk of some scarring on your brain. The fact that you faint is your body's protective mechanism at work. Once you've lost consciousness, you involuntarily start breathing again and getting oxygen to your brain. If you want your bodies to go on working well, 
I think you should be considerate and take care. You probably haven't harmed yourself, but it's not smart. <laughs> I sure am not smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my kicks by making myself pass out. You think I'm fucking smart? I'm talking about myself here. I'm not talking about the Dolly Doctor anymore. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. So, what have we got left? We're down to mm-hmm. frequent sex. I've been having sex four nights a week for three months now. Versus bladder. <laughs> I'm paralyzed. I'll, I'll, I'll read it out. Frequent sex. Read them both out and then we'll yep, pick the winner. Yep. I've been having sex four nights a week for three months now. Consequently, my vagina has become very sore. And every time I insert a tampon, it falls straight out. <laughs> I'm too frightened to see a doctor. Sandy. Versus <laughs> bladder. Bladder. I am 14 and have a problem with my bladder. Ever since I can remember, I have wet my pants when I laugh. My family says I'm lazy and disgusting, but I can't help it. Natalie. I hate that family so much. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the bladder. Bladder. I reckon that's... Bladder wins. The winner. Your problem has a name. Stress incontinence. Laughing, running, jumping, coughing, or sneezing puts pressure on the neck of your bladder. If it is weak, urine will escape. It can be very embarrassing, even worse when your family won't tolerate it. You may have been born with a weak bladder neck, or maybe it is the result of infection. I suggest you talk seriously to your mother and ask for her to help to get a specialist's opinion. Try training your pelvic floor muscles as often as you can. Squeeze your pelvic muscles as if you are stopping urine and then slowly relax. This will improve muscle tone, but it needs to be done often. Am I doing my Kegels right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell because the person move, I'm getting, moves up get and down around. in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I want to read you the answer for frequent sex. Too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it sounds as though you have developed a vaginitis or inflammation of your vagina. This could be due to the mechanical friction of frequent sex but I think it's more likely to be due to an infection. The most likely infection causing this soreness is thrush, an overgrowth of a yeast already present in your vagina. It is not serious, but can make you very uncomfortable. This would explain your tampons falling out as infections usually cause a discharge, which would make it very difficult for a tampon to stay in place. Have you noticed a creamy discharge or stain on your underwear? Developing an infection like thrush could be related to frequent sex. Yeah, that is pretty common. If you're doing it that much. But Front they, to back, honey. I just And make sure you pee afterwards as well. That's like the UTI thing. Yeah. But I think but it's I think, good advice all around. But like, oh, the idea of the thrush being that bad that it's pushing out the tampon is, ooh, that's rough. That's a thrushy thrush. That's a sandy time. <laughs> She's wincing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the winner. That is the ultimate Dolly Doctor. I've forgotten already. Bladder. Was it bladder? It was bladder. No. Because you hate her family. I hate her family. Yeah, good. Being so unsupportive and like not... Lazy and disgusting. Lazy that's, and disgusting. That sounds abusive. Yeah, it does, hey. I'm, I'm not saying People that... don't wet their pants because they're lazy. I just hear those words mm. so often in the context of... Yeah. Abuse. All right. 
Hyperlocal news. Hyperlocal news. Um, I have some. What's going on? Um, I went to the annual general meeting and I was talking to a social worker and, and. he told me that, that everybody who works at Cafe Oh My actually goes and buys their own banh mi from Annalie Kitchen. What? And on that basis, he asserts that the tofu banh mi from Annalie Kitchen is better than the tofu banh mi from Cafe Oh My. I find that hard to believe. Uh, same. Cafe Oh My is clearly the best banh mi's in Brisbane. Yeah, I have. And look, here, you know, like the scope of what I'm looking at is limited to the tofu. True. So it's, I it's just a whole different to have game. A whole bunch of different flavors. Yeah. So yeah. If you are a Brisbaneite and you have never been to Cafe Omai, you should go there for breakfast. Yeah, you should definitely go. Absolutely. Um, and you should get, like, there's a meatball in, like, red sauce kind of thing, and it's got a quail egg in the middle. Oh, yeah, it's like a little hot pot. Yeah. Um, like a yellow little terracotta pot. You wouldn't pot. know, because you always get that thing with the bread roll. Uh, beef stew. Mm-hmm. The boco. Yep. It's real good. Yep. I always get the stamina veggies. Stamina veggies? Extra veggies. I don't want stamina. I want to stay on the couch. So that's my hyperlocal Oh, news. controversial. Um, yeah. Maybe we should do a test. Oh, my God. We could get one of each and try them out. Yeah. You get two tofu boys and I'll get two of something else. Yeah. yeah. We're going on an excursion. Hooray. I have to stop clapping in the microphone. <laughs> um, so my hyperlocal news is I got a flyer. Oh, my God. Okay. In the mailbox. In the post. You can hear it wobbling. It says, Attention. Residents and business owners of Wilston Grange Newmarket, Windsor. Help stop the proposed service station development on Newmarket Road. Key points. A recent development application has been Which lodged. Which one's Newmarket Road? Uh, it's the one that goes from Newmarket Shopping Centre with Newmarket Hotel all the way across towards Freedom Furniture. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Not heading in or out of the city, heading across. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Newmarket Road, there is um, a little group of shops that look like a homemaker centre. Yeah. So near that homemaker centre, there's an old car yard and Eager's. Is this where, like, that peanut place is? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's a car yard on the other side. So the car yard. This is where the proposed development is, is that car yard, the Holden Eager's site. Okay. So they don't want a petrol station. They don't want a petrol station. All right. What do they want? Do, Do... There is no requirement for another service station on Mama Faso in the precinct. Is this like when Pauline Hanson was like, no to the Olympics, yes to the water scheme? <laughs> I like... don't, like, I don't, I don't think this is a big deal. It says the S- community needs to join together and ensure that Brisbane City Council does not allow this project to proceed. It's fine. Who, it's, it's like car yard versus petrol station. Okay. Um, there is another one in the area, so it's not like it's totally you, devoid. You say that you don't need another petrol station there <laughs> until... What if it becomes one of those ones that's half a petrol station and half a pie face? I really hate <laughs> that foodery is called foodery. Oh, I, I just hate that so much. It's um, the worst name. But the, po- the point that I'm making is that you think you don't need a petrol station there until, like, boom, you're out of petrol and you're there and there's no petrol station. And I say this with authority because one time I was on my way home from a date and I ran out of petrol on Old Cleveland Road. <laughs> oh, no. 
across the road from a petrol station. I just didn't make it around. I've run out of petrol multiple times. Oh, my God. Because I am often without money. Yeah. So I will, to get to payday, I will run it really close. And there's been a few times where I pushed yeah. it too far. Yeah. Um, There was a time not far from here. <laughs> and <laughs> no. I had to call my dad. <laughs> dad. Can you bring a fuel tank so I can go and get some petrol? I remember when I went to fill up again. It's real bad for your car. Don't do it, guys. I I went to the petrol station and they had the, yeah, the little can for you to use. And the guy was like, please bring it back. Oh, really? And I was like, of course, you're saving me, you sweet angel. Of course I'm bringing the can back for you. Yeah. It was was kind of like, the whole thing was cursed anyway. Like, I'd gone out to the Alex Hills Hotel. Oh, Yeah. For a first date with a polyamorous dude Mm. with two neck tattoos. Oh, my God. And I fucked him on the first date in a park and lost one of my favorite necklaces. No. This sounds like a horrible time. But he told me that in the 90s he used to do drugs with somebody from Frenzel Rom. Oh, well, well, well. Cool. I'm pretty sure most of Australia has done drugs with members (laughs) of Frenzel Rom. God, what a cursed date. Oh, what a night. (laughs) And I'll never see that necklace again. (laughs) Somebody told me that comedy is just like being willing to tell the most embarrassing stories about yourself. I think for some people it definitely is. Because I've got lots of embarrassing stories. For me, it's clearly highbrow wordplay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't want to like mess up the microphone here with all my spittle. Um, Just looking further at this flyer. There complaint is that it will increase traffic flow and congestion, detract from character and streetscape. It's a car yard. Um, (laughs) I do consider that particular dead car yard to be intrinsic (laughs) to the character of that stretch of road. They also reckon it'll shut down many struggling retail businesses in the home zone shopping centre. Like what? Oh my god, is this like a campaign that's being led by Zone Fresh? Probably. <laughs> Cause the, but I mean, Zone Fresh is like slightly upper class can like food store. Yeah, you go it's there and get Spano. like squid ink for your bloody fancy cheese. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think they're gonna like there's a seven eleven. Remember nearby. that time I went to Zone Night Fresh out? to buy ingredients to make dinner at your house and then it was like seventy two dollars? <laughs> I hate it. Have you seen this? Um, but the, so the but same the power book. Okay. Noosa Temple of Satan. It's not really hyper-local. Dear heathens, the Noosa Temple of Satan has formally asked the Brisbane City Council to remove Christian prayers from the opening of council meetings. Last week, Brother Samael Demogorgon wrote a letter to the chair of council, Councillor Andrew Wines, to say we would be making a formal complaint under the Anti-Discrimination Act 1991 to the Queensland Human Rights Commission, formerly the Anti-Discrimination Commission, um, if the council continued imposing the recital of prayer. Writing on behalf of fellow Satanists and non-Christians, our spiritual leader labelled the practice of commencing council meetings with a Christian prayer a form of discrimination prohibited under Queensland anti-discrimination law. For many non-Christians, the Christian prayer is offensive. It asks for guidance from a God who they are sworn to reject. It implies an allegiance by the city of Brisbane to a God whom they reject. 
wrote Brother Samael. I love the Church of Satan. <laughs> I love him. To acknowledge the existence of, let alone pay respect to, what is in their eyes a false god strikes at a fundamental belief held by many of Brisbane's citizens. Accordingly, when the prayer is read, many non-Christians feel a range of unpleasant reactions, ranging from a sense of isolation to a strong sense of outrage. Councillor Andrew Wines, whose job it is to read out the prayer, thanked Brother Samael for the letter and said he had tasked council officers to look into the matter. Brother Samael told Councillor Wines that the only acceptable option left would be to allow 30 seconds of silence so that members could silently pray to their own God or simply reflect on their own conscience. The Noosa Temple of Satan has taken the action after the Brisbane Council rejected a petition signed by hundreds of citizens calling for the removal of the prayer. Despite 49.8% of citizens in the Brisbane Council area being non-Christian, according to the 2016 census, Mayor Adrian Schrenner is insisting that council meetings must begin with prayer because it is a long-standing tradition. This is the same mayor who said in a radio interview last year that he would never force his Christian beliefs onto the people of Brisbane because Australia is not a theocracy. We look forward to hearing back from Councillor Wines. We would prefer to resolve the matter instead of resorting to the Human Rights Commission. Praise be to Councillor Wines. (laughs) Hail Satan. Hail Satan. (laughs) Hail Satan. Here's a nice picture. They're taking on Brizzy Council. Satanists call for removal of discriminatory prayer. Now this councillor is on the case. (laughs) Councillor Wines. Excellent. Next up, stopping the petrol station on Newmarket <laughs> Road. Definitely on par. All right. Well, if you have any, um, if you have anything, if you have, please, <laughs> I need this. <laughs> Just send us something. Yeah, send us things. We we like to get messages and comments and nudes, <laughs> poems, um, hyperlocal news. Of course. Um, some dumb internet thing you think is really important that you want us to cover. Yeah. Um, Just, the more historical, the better. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's also there's del- always a lot of stuff going on yeah, now, sure. um, which I think you know other people are covering. Yeah. I, I want to look at stuff from long ago that everyone's forgotten about. Yeah. Tell me about what was going down in 1996. So thanks for listening. We'll be back in a fortnight with a new episode. Check out our Instagram at Online Mole Patrol or our website, which is just onlinemolepatrol.com, where we put all our show notes and links and images and uh, information about where to get the podcast, all that stuff. Go to onlinemolepatrol.com. And don't forget, I love you. Um, and if you like this show, tell your mates. Neither of us have a big online platform, so we need, we need word of mouth. Yeah, I don't have any friends. You know, our next episode will be episode 10. Shit. Okay, bye. Say goodbye. Oh. I thought I already did. I said I love you. I already clapped my hand.